Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast dedicated to teaching, sharing, and learning the game. Thank you for joining me today. I'm your host, Steve Kramer. And if you're new, welcome. We hope that you find this episode beneficial, as you saw in the title, Getting Basketball Strong This Preseason. And I get the chance to speak with somebody who knows it well, personal trainer, Zach Kramer, certified through the National Personal Training Institute. He has also been a high school assistant coach and strength and conditioning coach. He is now a trainer in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And the beginning of this podcast is a little bit different. We actually pick up later in the episode where he shares, if you have 30 minutes with your team, what a good solid weight room workout would look like. And then we go back and flip it to the actual beginning of my interview with Zach. And he does a great job sharing detail, the exercises that basketball players should be doing, what coaches and players should be concentrating on, and just as importantly, the why of each and every exercise from the repetition to the intensity, he covers all of that. Can't wait for you to learn more in this episode. Let's get to it. You have 30 minutes. A coach, a coach calls you up. They say, Zach, I have 30 minutes. That's it. That's the max. If I have 30 minutes at all from the, the time that my kids are just getting changed, we have a somewhat of a decent weight room. And then after that, we're on the hardwood for practice. What should I do with that 30 minutes of time that I have with my team? What would that workout look like? First of all, I start out with a jump rope, um, which I think you have all over, all over your, uh, your training programs. Yeah. We're big on the jump rope, big on the jump rope. Yeah. That was something that I did as a, it. as a player, the jump rope was a huge part of, of my success late in my career, something I would have done much, much earlier. So you got the jump rope, keep going. Jump rope. It's a great warm up. gets your upper body and your lower body, you know, making sure that you're bouncy. Um, then we would go into, um, just a few more warm up exercises, um, shuffle arm swings, um, high knees, nothing, nothing in particular that I'm going to swear by. Um, but then we would go into the squats, three reps, pick a weight that you can do. You think you can do six times. If you blast off for four reps as hard as you can, but the fifth one's not as powerful, that's okay. Doesn't matter. Set it down because you reached your purpose with that set do that three times. Um, then we would go over to, um, either a deadlift or a, uh, clean, um, do those same exact concept of the, the low reps, um, for six max for three sets. After that, I would start going into some hypertrophy exercises such as, um, uh, such as deadlifts or no, sorry, uh, bench press or uh, shoulder press, um, some, tri some isolation tricep stuff, possibly, um, if it's, if it's the preseason and, um, just making sure that we're hitting every single muscle because we don't want to be out of balance because it, your muscles are basically a pulley on your skeleton. <laughs> so if you're, you have a really tight and strong back, then you're yanking all of your muscles one way. But if you have a weak chest, then, you know, you're not really balancing yourself out to come, come back into the the posture that you should be. So everything is crucial. Everything is important and you can't neglect anything. Um, another thing I would, I incorporate is a ton of box jumps. They would lunge probably 
200 meters every single time that we lift. They would uh, jump up and down off their toes like a jump rope bounce um, with their hands up with a medicine ball bouncing it off the wall to make sure that their uh, shoulders are conditioned to be able to stay, stay up for as long as they need to and that that wouldn't be something that would be broken down. Um, and probably around the end, I would, I would have my players lay down on the ground and say, go, pop up off the floor as fast as you can for, for four or five steps. Get back down, do it again. Get back down, do it again. Um, and that would kind of be the, the most grueling cardiovascular part, but really it's for the, 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 the zero to 60 moment is why, why we do that. Start them in different positions. Another exercise that I think is really cool is I would have my players wall sit and then set a box in front of them and they would have to go shoot their hands forward and shoot their hands up as they go from sitting on the wall to jumping onto a box. If that, if that makes any sense. Um, so they're, explanation. they're doing a wall sit and there's a box in front of them. Yeah. So you're okay. starting from that. So, so, so you're, you have zero momentum, mm -hmm. zero mm -hmm. momentum. And That's you have tough. this, the, the beauty of this exercise is that you're mostly jumping with your core uh, than your legs. You obviously, your legs are in that, but to, to shoot yourself up into position to be able to jump, it's, it's requiring and recruiting a lot of your core, uh, unlike a normal box jump. You know, you have to swing your arms a lot harder. You have to shoot your shoulders forward and then shoot your shoulders back as your hips come through to be able to jump effectively. Um, so the wall sit box jump is another one that's just, I made it up, you know, mm -hmm. I, not to brag, but I made that one up and it's a good one. Well, it's a good, it's <laughs> but, a good combination of, you know, a couple exercises we're familiar with, but yeah, I mean, I haven't yeah. really seen it applied, um, put, put together. So, you know, 20, 30 minutes you got with your team and you can have them, you know, jump rope, loosen up some dynamic warmups, and then you're getting right into the meat of your workout with, you know, squats or deadlifts or, or cleans, uh, a bench press possibly. And then you're, you're getting back to some more, it sounds like high rep stuff again. So you've gone from warm up to uh, high intensity, low reps, and then yep. now you're getting closer to practice time, heading out onto the court. We're getting, we're really getting into a lot of real, real basketball movements as far as, okay, we're going to do some lunges. We're going to do some of that movement prep of different types of change of direction and the sprints. You talked about the jumps. Um, that's a great, I mean, that's a great template for what 30 minutes of real production could look like. And the other thing that I like about it is there's not a whole lot of equipment needed. Like you're not breaking down yeah. some strange exercise that nobody's heard of. Nobody has the equipment for. That's really great stuff. Before we get back to the episode, if you find this beneficial, if you could share it out with someone, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. That helps our podcast grow stronger. And this podcast is brought to you by our website, The Coach's Edge. So if you're a basketball coach, head on over to coachesedge.coach and learn a little bit more about how we're helping coaches around the country improve their teams and their basketball programs. Thanks again. Back to the show. It 
Excited to welcome Zach Kramer to the show. Zach, thank you for taking the time. How are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited to pick your brain on some really important topics regarding preseason lifting, specifically for basketball players. So before we get into yeah. the nitty gritty of, of that, can you share a little bit of your background? Yes. Yeah, so I, uh, I went to the National Personal Training Institute um, in Detroit, um, uh, which is a trade school that specifies specifically only in everything personal training. Um, so you might go to you might go to college. Trade schools are are working their way up in popularity, but uh, it was incredible and taught me a ton of things because you can go to college and get put in a class with these types of people, doctors, visit whatever these people are, and then get a little bit of personal training out of this class, a little bit out of this class. But the teacher really has to dive into a bunch of different topics where the National Personal Training Institute was just that, just that. Learning how to get people from point A to point B when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to how the body works, the mechanics, and ultimately making people stronger. So as you're going through, you're, you obviously come from a basketball family. Um, basketball is kind of right. in, your, in your blood. That's always been an interest. Fitness is a big interest for you as well. You get this education, this schooling certifications in, you know, essentially how to work with individuals to help them become their best self physically. And then you were able to apply that last year firsthand. Tell us a little bit about some of your coaching experiences. Yeah, so I've been a personal trainer for three years, but last year I got to be uh, the assistant coach in charge of athletic development at Mona Shores High School of their varsity basketball team. And the gains that kids were making were just crazy coming from not having a weightlifting program to incorporating that and the different levels that we had to go through to be able to get them from slow to blasting off the floor vertically to people who couldn't dunk to just dunking with ease and uh, the speed gains and all around change of direction gains. Uh, so that was a ton of fun. Just have these, these players under, <laughs> under my authority just to be like this is what we're going to do they might not like it but I promise that you're going to get what we're looking for out of it and that's a big part of being able to get better at anything is you may not like the process but if the results right. there I'm coming I'm coming so yeah yeah through, so, so you have your this background you have this interest this passion for for helping other people and then you got some of the coaching experience. This was cool specifically because you're working with them in the off season, the preseason, and then during the season. And what we've been on this kick with the Coaches Edge podcast recently is the preseason specifically. Working with athletes, once they come in from the fall and they've had now their first practice with their high school coach leading up to the first game, of the season. That's what I call the preseason. You got your off season, yeah. you have your preseason, then you have the regular season, and then hopefully an extended period of time in the postseason. And all of those I, from a training standpoint are very, very different. So from the lifting and athletic development side of things for a, for an athlete, basketball player specific, what should the goal be in the preseason as far as their strength and conditioning and their lifting program? You need to train harder almost in a lot of ways. This is where you're going to be trying to uh, get your weights up 
when it comes to the different specific uh, exercises, uh, such as squat, deadlift, um, box jumps, th this is where you're going to kind of be able and be comfortable pushing yourself to more of an exhaustive place during your workouts. Um, whereas you're working your way up closer to closer where it's important for your body to be completely explosive, completely ready, um, you're going to kind of pull back a little bit. Um, but in the off season, that's, I would argue the most fun. You're in there with your team, uh, but no, you're right. You're not playing, you know, a game every Tuesday and every Friday for a couple months. It's strictly about you getting better as an individual and as a team. Yeah. And for some of those athletes who have been playing a fall sport, it's their time to get comfortable with the basketball in their hands and getting down now basketball movement, which is much different than right. other sports that they're playing. So my question is, you know, how specific can, you mentioned some of the lifts that you'd recommend for, for an athlete, how specific can you get individually as players are working in the preseason to develop? So when it comes to the specific individuals, there's, you know, you have your, your big guys, your medium and your shorter guys. Not everybody's goal uh, is going to dunk. You don't necessarily need to train your point guard <laughs> to be able to slam on people. Um, but if you're a big guy and you're already close to that area, obviously you want everybody's vertical to get better. Obviously you want everybody to go, get faster. But when it comes to rising above uh, defenders and, and, and these types of things, it's more important for the point guard to be able to blast off um, by, by his defenders. It's, it's more important to work on stop and go speed for, for a point guard than it is for, for a center. That's just a different type of thing. You might want to work more on uh, a center or your big man being able to explode vertically. So that's where you kind of pick and choose some of the exercises, some of the important uh, ways that you train them is on the off season, I'm going to really dial in and make sure that my, my point guards and my shorter guys who need to get by people to make things happen are blasting off from zero to 60 as fast as they can. Whereas that's not going to be the specific goal for my big guys. They're supposed to blast off the floor just like this without having to load it up completely and then blast off because that takes too much time. But, but to be able to jump as high as you can, as quick as you can to just get off the floor. So those are just a couple ways that um, you would have to specifically cater to the different positions on the floor. Those are good examples. You think of a quick point guard, obviously defensively, quickness laterally. They're doing a lot of side to side movement, a lot of stop mm. and go. Um, you know, you mentioned some of the players are going to be around the basket rebounding, finishing. A lot of times there's not a big running start. So they need to be just be able to, to pop and explode up with strength against contact. That's great detail. Now, how would that transfer to what they work on in the weight room because of those specific needs that they need to carry out into the court? Um, so what are, what the way that we would squat is that you would pick a weight in your mind that you can, you know, you can do six times probably. And you would only probably do three sets. So that the point isn't to um, exhaust yourself at all. So the, the, when it comes to the heavy power lifting type movements like the squat, the snatch, uh, or the clean, and the deadlift, 
it's not, we're not exhausting ourselves the same way that you might expect your coach to try to exhaust you on the hardwood floor. In the weight room, you're trying to recruit as much explosiveness as you possibly can. At the end of the lift, you're probably not going to be out of breath. It's not going to be the same type of fatigue and difficulty. But when we squatted every single day, um, not every single day, probably like three times a week. So it would say, pick this weight, go down slow, but blast off with that weight on your back as fast and hard as you can. Obviously, at the beginning, you're going to have to teach people how to squat and those things. Um, but getting off from the bottom of your squat and not having to go all the way down to the bottom of a normal squat like you might expect a power lifter to do because you're not going to get all the way down with your butt to your heels in a basketball game, but to come to a nice, easy, you know, level where you're almost to your knees. I think that's really interesting. Can I cut you off real quick? Yeah. I think that's, that's really interesting because, you know, so many times I think of how I grew up and it was, you know, squat all the way down all of the time, right? which obviously has a ton of benefits, especially with your range of motion. But Mm -hmm. when we think of basketball specifics, even when you're in a defensive stance, you know, your, your thigh, your upper leg, isn't parallel to the floor. Right. You're not fastest that way. (laughs) You know, why would I, and that's, that's funny because like, I remember in middle school or this, like the coach would be like, do it this way. Cause it's the hardest get all the way down or you're, we're going to wall sit forever because why it's the hardest. We're not going to make you lazy. We're going to make you tough, but it's like, yeah, I want to make you tough, but I want you to be effective more so than I want you to be tough. You know, toughness is, is very important. There's a difference yeah. between being tough and doing something that's hard just because it's hard. Right. And as yeah. a, you know, you've <laughs> yeah. played basketball, you can, you can be tough but still work on things the right way, even if in a sense they do seem easier because those are some of the movements that you're executing in a game. So when we're working with like a squat, for an example, you said three sets, three days a week, possibly with a lifting program, but you Mm -hmm. also mentioned you're not going like all out feeling a crazy burn I'm assuming that has a lot to do with the weight and the amount of reps that you do each set. Right. Yeah. It's just not important. It's not important to, to kill your glutes and your quads and your low back uh, with these lifts. What is important is to teach yourself how to blast off and move a significant amount of weight as fast as you possibly can. So what I would tell my guys is that pick a weight in your mind that is six six reps you think you can do six reps if you don't get to six I don't care I really don't care if you get all six reps what I care about is that your first set you blast it off as hard as you can your, your, or your second uh, your first rep then your second rep you'd blast it off but if your third rep you didn't blast off as hard as the second rep I don't care if you stop at three reps rack it take a break because the point here was for you to be absolutely most effective with the most amount of weight on your back because there's going to be zero weight on your back when you're in a game, when you're trying to blast off the floor and you have your hips set, you know? So that's that's where it recruits to being able to make those differences. If I have you down doing 20 reps, you're going to be really conditioned at jumping barely off the ground a thousand times. But how many times in a game are you uh, – going to all out blast off the floor as hard as you can uh, time and time and time and time again. It's, you just don't. 
you know, but you will periodically throughout the game have to recruit as much explosiveness off the floor. But it's not a thought like 20 reps. <laughs> You're just jumping up and down at the backboard like some of these drills, which are great drills, but that's not what we're trying to do. Um, so th that's that's really the thing that that portion of the power lifting segment of the workouts, among a lot of the other things that we would do is it's not going to exhaust you. It might be the easiest part of the workout and that's okay. Because we're not, we're not trying to wear you down. We're not trying to burn you out. We're simply trying to build the explosiveness that we're trying to mm -hmm. translate to the game. Right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. So you talked about the squat. What are some of those other key exercises that we would do? Would we do those same amount of sets and reps with some of these other exercises you're going to mention? The big three. Um, the big three for explosiveness would be the squat, um, the clean, and the deadlift. So you have the same type of movement in all three of those where you're setting your hips back and you're setting your hips forward as fast as you can. The squat, you're setting hips back, you're shooting them forward to stand up. Basically, what's a jump? You're, you coil yourself and then you straighten out as fast as you can and that propels you like a spring off the ground. That's what, that's what a deadlift is too. It's just slightly different position. That's what a clean is. It's just a slightly different position that works all the way up your posterior chain to, to recruit every single part of your, of your body that you jump with to be as powerful as possible. So as a, as an athlete, you're working out in the, the preseason, your, your coach has you on a, a, this lifting program. Hey, maybe we're going Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, how, how long should a, a weight workout look like? The workouts will be a little bit longer, you know, with, with my guys, I would work them out 45 minutes to an hour, um, during preseason, but during the preseason, we were having, you know, practice would cut short so that we can make sure we get our time in the gym in. But when the season starts, we're working on plays, we're working on fundamentals, we're working on uh, obviously fundamentals before as well. But the lifting kind of takes, not that it takes a back burner, but that the health of your players and them being as powerful as possible is the priority so that we're not trying to put the uh, emphasis of, I want my player to be powerful for the workout. I want my player to be powerful for the game. So preseason, the workouts would be a little bit longer. We would do those uh, we would squat every day and then we would either do a clean or we would do a deadlift after that. Um, and then after that, we would do a lot of box jumps. We would do a lot of core stuff. I would have my players lay on the ground in uh, different positions and they would have to pop up off the floor, blast off in, in a sprint as fast as they could. Um, just from different positions, either sideways, blasting this way, or vertical, blasting this way, or looking backwards, having to turn around, and then blast off all the different ways that you're going to have to engage into a sprint um, in a game from any position. You never know when there's going to be turnover, whenever you're going to need to change direction. No, I like that. That makes a, that makes a lot of sense. They're, they're getting their core lifts in, and then you're working on dynamic explosive movement in short mm -hmm. bursts that replicate what they're right. actually going to, to do in a game. That's great stuff. So, so how does the preseason lift that you just 
explain compared to now we are in the regular season. Teams are playing two days a week. As you mentioned, you know, you're, you're scouting, you're putting more time into your, your plays. Coaches still want to get their skill development in. What does that lifting program transition to in the regular season? It's a lot shorter. Um, you're going to get your conditioning in, in on the hardwood floor. You're going to exhaust your players or not, not exhaust them, but make sure that they're still cardiovascularly ready for a game. But that's not my job anymore. Uh, when it, when it's season time, that's, that's the coach's, uh, that's the coach's job. So when it comes to training my players while they're in season, the workouts would probably be 20 minutes to 30 minutes. Really, they would have these few tasks that they would have to, they would have to get through. I would make sure that they lunge. That's something we haven't talked about is, is lunging. I made sure that my players, the last thing that was going to keep them from winning a game would be their legs. Anybody else, any other team can can have their legs go out from underneath them. That was never a problem of ours because we lunge walked for distance every time we had the chance. So our guys were <laughs> they were they were crazy. They they uh, in in places where they may have lacked in uh, in their team ability to work together. They never lacked cardiovascularly or because their muscles were giving out. They were from the first quarter to the fourth quarter or over time, they were just as explosive throughout the entire thing because of what we were doing. But the workouts would be shorter. They'd just be shorter. You still have your, your main three lifts. I wouldn't have an emphasis on being like, hey, make sure you're getting bigger weights this week than you did last week. It's not, it's not important anymore. I want to make sure that you're maintaining the same amount of strength. Um, and the amazing thing was is we still had our players making incredible gains in their verticals through the season this way, <laughs> which was amazing. You'd think that through the hard workouts at the preseason, sure gains were made, but gains didn't stop just because the season started. Our, our players were still flying and making incredible progress, just even though the workouts were just a little bit shorter. It's those explosive exercises that make all the difference. So if you're a, if, if you're a coach and you had – the chance to say, okay, we can lift twice a week for 45, 50 minutes, or we can lift three days a week for 20 to 30 minutes. Which one would you recommend? I'd say the three times a week for a shorter period of time. Um, just because we want to get the repetition in while um, making sure that your players are able to explode. Because if you're, if you're going to, fewer times a week going twice and they're exploding as hard as they can for a long period of time. The longer period of time as the workout goes on, they're not going to be as explosive as, right. as they were before. So yeah. who cares? You may mm -hmm. as well cut it short, mm -hmm. but if you're going Monday, they're rested, they're ready to explode Wednesday. They're ready and rested to explode Friday. They're rested and ready to explode. But once they hit that cap of not being able to explode as hard as they were before, that's about when the workout should be done. So I'd say, quantity for a short amount of time than um a couple long grilling workouts right right well again it makes perfect sense because again it comes back to what is the reason that we're in the weight room so we can play better in a game like everything has to yeah. come back to our game performance right there and so mm -hmm. that makes that makes a lot of sense so shorter once we get into the the season we're shortening our workouts, but we're still doing those three workouts a week. 
same uh, lifts. Are we still going to go for some of those lower rep ranges in our workouts? We're we gonna add them up. How would that look? In season and out of season, it's it's still those low reps. It's still those low reps. Um, it's all about that explosiveness. It does. Right. It doesn't. The, I'll let the coach be be in charge of the high rep cardiovascular stuff. That's that's not quite my job unless he wants me to incorporate, you know, something outside of sprints in the weight room, which which we did. We did. Um, lunges was really when it comes to high rep stuff. Um, lunges was really the only thing um, that I would really incorporate um, to make sure that the like, the point of the lunges is your legs are not going to die in a game. And that's really the only purpose that you can, we can do our squats for those low reps for three sets. That's not really going to contribute to the longevity of your game, but it is going to contribute to the amount of explosiveness you have during those points when you need it. I love the fact that you talked about lunges. I got my lunges in today, did a quarter mile in under nine minutes. I'm feeling good about myself. And, uh, we had, we had college coach Carissa Sane on the podcast a couple months ago, and she's also a big lunge fan. And she, she talked about this basketball kind of lunge circuit that she would do doing mm-hmm. lunges with her team, different types of twists and movements with, with the lunge. Obviously, in basketball, we're doing some variation of lunges all the time. Um, can you talk about the benefits of lunging for distance? Yeah, like I said, our players, the, the point the point of it was that your legs aren't going to be the problem when it comes to winning or losing a game. Sometimes you will see a team, it's like they're hanging in there, they have just as much talent, it's it's close game, but man, they're getting tired. And sometimes that's all the difference when a team who might not be as good as the team they're playing can really take up a lot of ground is because they're not the tired ones they were conditioned, they were prepared for two games. They could play two games that night if, if they had to. They're ready to keep on going. So when it comes to the why, when it comes to the benefit, that's, that's, that's all of it. That's, that's the benefit of it. But also that getting your uh, knee down, get, putting your leg through that full range of motion, it also helps with your speed. It also helps with your sprints. What we would do with, with our players is, we would have a, a competition day where I would split every, um, the entire team up into teams of three. So every team would have, have a, a station where they would do a task where let's say this whole team is holding one barbell and they have to coordinate and do a, a, a sit up and press all together while they're all holding the same barbell. They count it up and get as many as they can, but they stop when whichever team is responsible for lunging goes down and back. So that team would be encouraged to go as fast as they can. And then when they get back, everybody stops. Everybody says what the numbers are. We'd write them down. Whoever had uh, the best numbers ultimately won the day. And that was just a fun way to <laughs> make people go fast, make people prioritize um, lunging fast um, and not stopping no matter what. So those would be times where we would do more conditioning. Um, but I, it contributes to speed as well as, as making sure your legs are in it through the entire game. I love that because you've, you've taken 
competition and fun and put it into some of the strength and conditioning for the players that is going to, I mean, I'm just visualizing, you know, you got a, a, a group on the baseline with a, a barbell and they're doing, you know, those crunches as a group, which is a great idea. I've never even heard of that. And you got another group doing the Made lunges and somebody, <laughs> yeah, it's great. And that's, you know, another group is doing something else, all dynamic stuff, but they're having fun. They're competing against one another. Um, and then, as you mentioned, we're still concentrating on speed. We're concentrating, we're building range of motion. We're developing explosiveness. And one thing that you've never mentioned in this whole thing about preparing for the season is we're going to run five miles or something like that. So maybe that's right. a mistake. Maybe it's not, but that's where this next question is going is what are some of the mistakes that we see a lot of players or coaches make when it comes to lifting or conditioning in general in the, pre, in the preseason? Yeah, I've talked to some, some college athletes and um, I'm sure their trainers have a method to their madness. Uh, but some of the, some of the things that I see is just like, but why, but why are you doing that? You know, <laughs> I'm just, it's a good workout, but, is it a good workout for a basketball player? Is it a good workout for a volleyball player? Is it really going to be that this workout going to be beneficial to this player, to this person? So something that I see is just people, uh, trainers making their players go through a workout for the sake of it being a weightlifting workout. They've heard that, you know, players need to work out, give them some weights to lift, but the purpose of them getting faster and stronger and jumping higher. Sometimes I just don't see the, the point. Like, uh, there's, there's, there's one, one team that I follow who's, they do a ton of high rep stuff. It's they're in, they just got out of practice. What do you do in practice to get better at things? You do it again and again and again and again. Do I necessarily care that my basketball player has really, really good form? Of course I want good form. Don't, don't get me wrong, but do I care that my uh, shooter can shoot 23s or do I care that my shooter can bench press this amount of weight 20 times? It's just not the same concept in the weight room. You, when it comes to the weight room, the numbers and the, and the quantity doesn't quite matter as much as it does in practice. So coaches, I would say, it, you want your players to be great at something, repetition, 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 because that's their sport, that's their skill, that's what they need to be good at. But when it comes to skill, I don't necessarily need my, uh, my players to be uniquely skilled at a particular lift. I need them to be powerful. I need them to explode. I need them to get stronger. I need them to be able to handle the weight that is in their hands or that's on their back. But to say, hey, you just got done with practice, go squat 20 times. That's like me saying, go dribble for 20 minutes because I want you to be good at it. Go squat for 20 reps because I want you to be good at it. I don't, it doesn't translate. You're not going to have a bar on your back in a game. I want you to get the quantity and the reps when you're dribbling. You have to be great at it on the, in the game. But you don't have to be great at squatting in a game. <laughs> you know, and all that to say, of course, I care about your form. I walk around and make sure that everybody's safe and healthy in the way that they're squatting. 
but to kind of apply the same concepts that a coach applies during a practice with the quantity and the reps in the weight room. It's just not the same. Sure. I mean, you're, you know, repetition, technique, skill, basketball wise that we're performing in the game is obviously different because you get points for having a great jump shot. You don't get extra points for having a, a phenomenal looking <laughs> yeah. bench press. Right. So um, I, right. <laughs> I, I get your, I get your point, you know, we got to have game game transfer. And then I also would think that the high amount of reps that you're lifting in the weight room before, after practice, I mean, that's going to wear your body down throughout the course of yeah. the season, isn't it? hundred percent. You like, like I've said is it's about making sure your players are ready to explode. They have to be ready to explode and they ha you have to make sure that they're not getting worn down. That's what the lunges are for making sure that our, my players aren't getting worn down. That's why I have these particular core exercises, which we'll get to, to make sure that they're not getting worn down, but the power exercises are, aren't necessarily for, um, for the, for anything, but making sure that you're effective in the game. If I'm making you do high reps during the season, then I'm really missing the point of you being in the weight room at all. I'm actually hurting, hurting you more than I'm helping you. On the topic of those core exercises, what would some of those core exercises be? You know, are, are those the, the deadlift, the, the clean, the squat that you mentioned before, or are there some others? The lunge, sorry. There's, there's, there's plenty, plenty of others. Um, one thing that I think is incredibly important is, is your low back and um, your obliques because you got to twist, you got to be able to pop off, and you're going to have to be able to maintain a strong athletic position the entire game. So when it does come to high reps for coaches, I would say if you're going to do high reps with your players, core has to be core. Because imagine a Ferrari, you know, with a, an old run out beat down car with, a, with that's its body. It, it can have the engine, it can have the wheels, and it can blast off as fast as it wants. But if the bolts aren't screwed in tight, the core is going <laughs> to, the entire thing's going to fall apart. The legs can be as strong as they want, but if the core is not able to handle it and sustain the speed and the explosiveness, then it doesn't matter you know, the rocket is going to self-destruct and it's not going to be as effective. Um, so some of those things is um, stability ball um, uh, hypers is a really big one. I would have, we didn't have the equipment. <laughs> um, we didn't have a bunch of stability balls for uh, 20 to 30 guys to, to, to work out at the same time. So I would have one player um, put their hips on a bench horizontally so they'd be bending like this and the other player would just have to hold their heels down so that they could do hypers and work their low back. And they would, I'd have them do 15 to 30 reps because that is not going to be something as a, as an athletic development trainer that is going to break down when they need it the most. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's, that's so key. I remember in college, you know, my sophomore year, I, was in the library studying. I twisted one way and all of a sudden my back locked up and it was like two weeks. I was going to the chiropractor constantly. I was in the training room every day. And I mean, that, 
that took me out. I mean, I played with this, I think I played two games with this gigantic back brace underneath my Jersey that, Dang. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't see, you couldn't see from the outside, but it, I mean, it was super stiff. Um, I couldn't move and, you know, I didn't do a whole lot of the exercises that you're talking about in season. You're a complicated being. You're a complicated machine for the sake of it being complicated. A lot of people get it wrong and they, they, they think that, well, because you're so complicated, just have to beat on your body and make, do the hard stuff, make it really difficult. And I challenged my players and there, we did a lot of really hard stuff, but that wasn't the purpose behind it is for the sake of you to go and have a hard workout. I want you to have a workout that's going to make you better tomorrow. Oh, that makes perfect, perfect sense. Cause again, you're working out for better game performance. You're not working out to beat the heck out of, out of your body. Can you talk a little bit about the difference between dynamic movement type lifts and isolated lifts and, you know, the, the pros and the cons of each. We've, we've covered this a little bit is the dynamic lifts are that I'm focusing on are the things that are going to make you stand upright as fast as possible. Like, like in a jump or, um, the dynamic lifts of being able to explode off horizontally from zero to 60. So when it comes to the dynamic lifts, the, the, the things that are going to all be put together that are going to repl uh, replicate a game like movement. So for example, um, you got your deadlift with, which obviously is, is dynamic. You got your, your glutes, your quads, your low back, your upper back, all locked in and contributing to the exercise. However, with that dynamic lift, we're not doing a ton of reps. So just by doing that dynamic lift, that is not going to condition your low back and your core to be able to hold the Ferrari engine that you're building by doing that power lifting exercise. So when it comes to isolation lift, like the uh, low back hyperextensions, like we, we spoke about before, that is an isolation lift that is going to obviously strengthen and help your deadlift, but it's going to hit the part that we need when it comes to longevity throughout the entire game. So when it comes to dynamic, I would say power, power, power. When it comes to isolation, contribute and, and uh, make those exercises the things that are going to contribute to the longevity, the long haul to make sure your player is able to be effective the entire time. So as an example with those, those low back extensions, hyper extensions that you were talking about, would that be higher rep as well? Yeah. High rep. Like what would, what would high rep look like? 30 reps. You're just really breaking down that tissue so that it can handle working for long periods of time. Um, mm -hmm. So when it comes to those types of things, I would, I would have like a, a bodybuilding exercise, like maybe, you know, a shoulder press, cause we're trying to build muscle as well in this process to make sure that, you know, we're strong all the way around. Um, but prioritizing those things that are going to make sure that you have the longevity and the explosive muscles that contribute to your speed. Cause your shoulders don't necessarily, <laughs> you know, your chest, your shoulders don't necessarily contribute to, you know, your speed and your vertical as much as, your low back and your glutes do those are still muscles we want to build and make sure are strong and ready because we don't want to be out of balance so i would say that sometimes we'd have a chest press um 
because we want to get stronger. We want to get a little heavier. We want to be durable. We have a lateral raise to kind of get a little wider and, and stronger in those ways. In exercises that make you <laughs> hold your hands up for long periods of time so that your defense isn't uh, having issues with keeping their hands up to block any passes or any shots. Um, while also making sure you have the high rep core exercises that are going to make the difference so that you're you're totally ready and prepared for the long haul this is this is great stuff so you're, you're talking about some of those main uh, those big three exercises that you mentioned you know from a squat a deadlift a clean they're explosive they're you know, three sets, a six rep maximum. If you don't feel like you're being explosive on it, okay, mm. let's let's finish don't that set six. off. Yeah, or, or yeah. lower the weight, right, the next time that you yeah. go up so you can be explosive. And then when we're getting into some of these isolated areas that we still need to be able to have endurance for, like our lower back, right, then we can up the up the mm. ante, the, the core yeah. exercises. We can do some more repetitions on that that gives me a, a template basically for yeah. how we can work 100%. out and as i as i look at that i say okay i can see how we could accomplish that in 30 minutes a handful right. of days throughout the throughout the season that's good stuff um yeah this is a big question is it better to lift before or after practice during the season we lifted after practice, but before season in the preseason, we wanted to make sure the most amount of energy and readiness went to the weight room. So I think it changes. Um, I want to make sure that like, okay, my players just, you know, they put it all out there on, on the court during the season. That's good. That's where they should, should recruit all of their energy and empty their tank. Now the trainer, what is left, let me work with what's left. But in the preseason, I want as a trainer to have all of their energy, all of their power so that they can be as athletic and explosive during the season. So let me lift with you before practice in the preseason and that whatever's left, I'm going to kind of let the coach, the coach have um, during, during practice. Not, I'm not trying to kill them, ex exhaust them in any uh, incredibly, but I think it's more important that in the preseason, I have the ability to really help them excel athletically um, where during the season, I want to make sure that they're, you know, not being exhausted in the weight room, but that they're sure. contributing most of their effort in right. practice. I mean, you can't play great unless you're in great shape. You're using the preseason right now to prepare your body for the long season. And then once the season gets rolling, you're practicing and then, okay, you'll do the best with the time that you're given essentially because realistically basketball is the priority, right? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, Zach, this was really, this was really great stuff. Last thing I'm going to put you on, put you on the spot. Um, as we close out the podcast, you have 30 minutes, a coach, a coach calls you up. They say, Zach, I have 30 minutes. That's it. That's the max. If I have 30 minutes at all from the, the time that my kids are just getting changed, we have a somewhat of a decent weight room. And then after that, we're on the hardwood for practice. What should I do 
with that 30 minutes of time that I have with my team? What would that workout look like? First of all, I start out with a jump rope, um, which I think you have all over, all over your, uh, your training programs. Yeah. We're big on the jump rope, big on the jump rope. Yeah. That was something that I did as, have a, as a player, the jump rope was a huge part of, of my success late in my career, something I would have done much, much earlier. So you got the jump rope, keep going. Jump rope. It's a great warm up. gets your upper body and your lower body, you know, making sure that you're bouncy. Um, then we would go into, um, just a few more warm up exercises, um, shuffle arm swings, um, high knees, nothing, nothing in particular that I'm going to swear by. Um, but then we would go into the squats, three reps, pick a weight that you can do. You think you can do six times. If you blast off for four reps as hard as you can, but the fifth one's not as powerful, that's okay. Doesn't matter. Set it down because you reached your purpose with that set. Do that three times. Um, then we would go over to um, either a deadlift or a uh, clean. Um, do those same exact concept of the, the low reps um, for six max for three sets. After that, I would start going into some hypertrophy exercises such as um, uh, such as deadlifts or no, sorry, uh, bench press or uh, shoulder press. Um, some tri some isolation tricep stuff possibly um, if it's if it's the preseason and um, just making sure that we're hitting every single muscle because we don't want to be out of balance because it your muscles are basically a pulley on your skeleton <laughs> so if you're, you have a really tight and strong back then you're yanking all of your muscles one way but if you have a weak chest then you know you're not really balancing yourself out to come come back into the the posture that you should be. So everything is crucial. Everything is important and you can't neglect anything. Um, another thing I would, I incorporate is a ton of box jumps. They would lunge probably 200 meters every single time that we lift. They would uh, jump up and down off their toes like a jump rope bounce um, with their hands up with a medicine ball bouncing it off the wall to make sure that they're uh, shoulders are conditioned to be able to stay, stay up for as long as they need to and that that wouldn't be something that would be broken down um and probably around the end i would i would have my players lay down on the ground and say go pop up off the floor as fast as you can for, for four or five steps get back down do it again get back down do it again um and that would kind of be the the most grueling cardiovascular part, but really it's for the, 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 the zero to 60 moment is why, why we do that. Start them in different positions. Another exercise that I think is really cool is I would have my players wall sit and then set a box in front of them. And they would have to go shoot their hands forward and shoot their hands up as they go from sitting on the wall to jumping onto a box. If that, if that makes any sense. Um, so they're, they're doing a wall sit and there's a box in front of them. Yeah. So you're okay. starting from that. So, so you're, you have zero momentum, mm -hmm. zero mm -hmm. momentum. And That's you have tough. this, the, the beauty of this exercise is that you're mostly jumping with your core uh, than your legs. You obviously, your legs are in that, but to, to shoot yourself up into position to be able to jump 
it's it's requiring and recruiting a lot of your core uh unlike a normal box jump you know you have to swing your arms a lot harder you have to shoot your shoulders forward and then shoot your shoulders back as your hips come through to be able to jump effectively um so the wall sit box jump is another one that's just i made it up you know mm -hmm. I, not to brag but i made that one up and it's a good one well, it's a good it's <laughs> but, a good combination of you know a couple exercises we're familiar with but yeah i mean i haven't yeah. really seen it applied um put put together so you know 20 30 minutes you got with your team and you can have them you know jump rope loosen up some dynamic warm-ups and then you're getting right into the meat of your workout with you know squats or deadlifts or, or cleans uh, a bench press possibly and then you're you're getting back to some more it sounds like high rep stuff again so you've gone from warm-up to uh high intensity low reps and then yep. now you're getting closer to practice time heading out onto the court we're getting, we're really getting into a lot of real, real basketball movements as far as, okay, we're going to do some lunges. We're going to do some of that movement prep of different types of change of direction and the sprints. You talked about the jumps. Um, that's a great, I mean, that's a great template for what 30 minutes of real production could look like. And the other thing that I like about it is there's not a whole lot of equipment needed. Like you're not breaking down yeah. some strange exercise that nobody's heard of nobody has the equipment for that's really great stuff um zach i can't thank you enough for for taking the time to share your knowledge uh, for strength and conditioning athletic development on the basketball side of side of things tell us a little bit more about how we can connect with you and and our listeners can follow you yeah so um i uh have a uh instagram page called temple fitness you can follow me at at underscore temple fitness and uh you'll find me on there um i uh also have a fitness app uh, where i have uh clients um on there different types of uh programs consisting from athletic development type of uh programs all the way to she wants to lose weight he wants to lose weight he wants to gain weight he wants she wants to gain weight get stronger um the whole gambit um, is on there just the gist of my stuff that I've uh, put out for people um, but yeah at underscore temple fitness to follow me uh, follow along on on what I'm doing as I'm trying to um, you know build my own thing just like just like uh, you have so successfully so cool and and Zach you're also based in Grand Rapids Michigan correct yes sir yeah, so for, for our GR. listeners in Michigan, you can you can train with Zach personally. It doesn't have to be just just digital. Um, you can hit him up right. here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So, Zach, thank you again. Coaches, thank you for taking the time to listen to mm -hmm. the podcast. We appreciate it. Um, have the you know, wish you the best of luck this season. It's not going to be an easy job, but yeah, it will be. It will be worth it when it's over. I know all of you will be proud of the work that you put in. Thanks again for listening and get after it today.